You're listening to The Light Weekly, the weekly podcast ministry of The Light KC. If you would like more information about our journey to reimagine church, visit us online at thelightkc.org. Now, if everyone will close their eyes, and I want you to imagine something. We have all these prophets that came before, and they, and they prophesy this coming of a baby. And then all of a sudden, silence. No word from God, no messenger sent. Just silent. Imagine the silence. For 400 years, there was silence. There was no new prophet. There was no new word from God. And then, one night, a newborn baby made a cry. And it changed the world. Some of us are in seasons of silence. Some of us are longing and waiting for a voice the voice of God. I wonder on that night when Mary went into the stable, knowing that her life was forever going to change. There's a reality that comes when you deliver a baby, for those of us that have done that before, and and we, we don't quite understand it until it happens, but all of a sudden this baby that we've been feeling moving and growing inside of us is now about to make an appearance in this world. I wonder what was going through Mary's mind that night. Yes, I think that was it. I wonder if her parents had shunned her as they thought about her being pregnant and unmarried. I wonder if anybody thought to send some baby supplies on their journey. You know, they were going to travel to to Bethlehem, the stupid census, to be counted. She was nine months pregnant. Does anyone know how uncomfortable it is to travel when you're nine months pregnant, let alone to a different place? Were there any supplies? Did they think, oh, maybe she'll need a blanket? With each step that they took, whether on donkey or not, we really don't know. We know that there was a heaviness and excitement mixed all together. But can you imagine how Mary felt? I can't. No matter the talk, no matter what she had encountered even with the angel, she knew that she was going to be a mom 
This was not what she had planned. I mean, she was just trying to figure out how to be an adult and to get married. And now she was going to have a baby. And not only was it a baby, but it was the Messiah. That is some kind of pressure. And now she was in a different place and was going to have a baby. There wasn't room for them in the normal places. And and she's going to now deliver a baby. While the animals waited in anticipation, so did heaven. The angels were peeking over the veil between the heavens and the earth, waiting. And they heard the cries of a young mom in pain and in agony as she tried to give birth to the Messiah. Now, for any of you who've ever been in a delivery room, you know it's not quite a pleasant place to be all the time. I mean, let's be real. Giving birth is messy business. Not only is it messy, but it's painful. I mean, I went into it thinking that I wasn't going to have an epidural because, you know, we are strong women. And we are. And kudos to you who do that without any pain medicine, but you don't get a gold star at the end of the day. So therefore, when I had been in labor for several hours, I decided that an epidural was definitely the plan. But Mary didn't have the option of an epidural. But I do wonder, did the Holy Spirit maybe give her a little bit of pain relief? (laughs) I hope so. But all of a sudden, with one push, out of her body and into this world came the Savior of the world. The silence would be broken and Jesus would enter the scene. You see, in the heavenly realm, Jesus was no stranger. He had been there and he knew all along that one day he would leave the heavenly realm and come to the earthly realm where he would redeem those of us back to the Father. But he was new to the earthly world, meaning they hadn't known him before. And here he was. For nine months, he had been growing inside of Mary, listening to the voices of his earthly mother and father, feeling Mary's hand on her stomach as he kicked from the inside. He knew that the time had come. And as Mary lay there looking into the heavens, praying for some kind of relief from the pain, hoping that he would come quickly. With each pain comes the reality that in any moment, she will hold in her arms her son, Jesus. You see, one minute you're carrying the baby on the inside, and with the very next breath, you push and you hold in your arms a sweet little baby. Isn't that right, Samuel? Thank you for helping me tonight. What do you think? Yeah? I know, I wish you could see all these smiles. In Luke chapter 1, it records it records some words of Mary. And while it puts them after she encounters Elizabeth, I think that she probably repeated these words over and over. And it says, Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of the lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. 
For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. He has brought down prince from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made the promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. She knew as she held in her arms this baby that Jesus would change the world. That God had chosen her, a lowly servant girl, and why she probably never really fully understood. But one of the things I find fascinating about that night, about the night that Jesus came into the world, was the hands. Have you ever thought about it? Women usually don't deliver their own babies. Maybe it was Joseph who stood there and was the hands that first touched the Messiah. Maybe it was a woman in the neighborhood who who came to help and took pity on this young couple. But there was somebody's hands who held the Messiah first. All of us are held first by someone's hands. Hands are powerful. If you know anything about me, you know that I have a collection of hand pictures. I have a picture of my hand and my mom's because I may not look like her, but my hands are identical to hers. And her hands were identical to her mom's. I have a picture of me holding my stepdad's hands the very last night that he lived. I have a picture of me holding my dad's hands. I have a picture of all of our family's hands because hands are powerful. You see, Jesus was held in the hands of someone first. But then later, he stretched out his hands and he allowed them to put nails in them so that we could have life. Hands bring life. Think about it when you need a hug, how powerful it is when someone comes up and they embrace you. Mary held in her hands the Messiah. She didn't fully understand, and I know there's a song, and it gets a lot of, it gets a lot of bad rap sometimes, but Mary, did you know? I don't know that she fully grasped all the things that Jesus would do in the days and weeks ahead, but she did understand that this was a miracle of God. But she also understood that she was going to change his poopy diapers. She was going to potty train him. She was going to clean his cuts and his bruises. You see, there was a long road between that night in the manger and the cross many years later. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes. She's perhaps feeding her baby when some unexpected visitors show up and they're shepherds. Think about this for a moment. The mess of delivery. She had no shower, no bath, just hay. The exhaustion met with excitement. And the words of the angel now echo in the cries of Jesus. 
And perhaps as the shepherds came that night, she was both excited and a little nervous to share her baby with the world. We don't know how much he weighed unless you've listened to Will Ferrell pray and then it's like six pounds baby Jesus or something. But I don't think he really knows. But Mary said, in the heavenly realms rejoicing, the party is going on and there's tears of happiness are being shed and they're shouting that the king had arrived. The animals probably are a little nervous as to what exactly is going on, whether the shepherds brought them when they came or they were already there. But Mary held in her arms her firstborn son. I was all of 18 years old when Brooklyn made her appearance into this world. And I can tell you, I had no idea what I was doing. But there was something magical about holding that little baby in my arms that night. I didn't know you could love someone so much upon first sight, and yet you do. And that must have been all the emotions that Mary felt. Her heart must have begun to swell. And as she looked at that baby, and the shepherds came, and Joseph was there, maybe her heart began to say, Oh, come, let us adore him. And the shepherds came and they adored him. And later the kings, they came and they adored him. And probably every person they met on the street adored him. I mean, Samuel, you get that, don't you? You walk through the doors and people immediately adore you. But how much more powerful was it that she was holding the king of kings? And the same is for us tonight. Oh, come, let us adore him. Adore this man named Jesus who came as a baby. And we like to clean up the Jesus story. By the time we see Jesus in the Christmas story, he's all clean and bundled. But we all know that that's not how he arrived. And when we see the cross, we see a cleaned up Jesus again. But again, it was messy because he knew our lives were going to be messy and that we would need someone to adore. And we can come, oh come, let us adore him. 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 Perhaps at some point she must have turned to Joseph and proudly handed that little bundle over to him. And I remember Jason videotaped Brooklyn laying in the incubator in the NICU for three hours the night she was born. She did nothing for three hours. He videotaped it, right? You get that? And Joseph must have been beaming with pride. He wasn't sure how it all happened. But man, here was this baby that he was going to be responsible for, that he was going to teach and love and pray over and do all of the things that a good Jewish father would do. And he held him. Oh, come, let us adore him. 
Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. And then maybe he began to cry. And like most new dads, look at the mother like, what do I do with this? And hand him back. Right? And Mary began to give him the nourishment that only she could give. Her heart must again sung, Oh, come, let us adore him. This man, this baby, who's here to save the world, is laying in my arms. Oh, come, let us adore him. And today, I believe the same cry echoes throughout heaven. Oh, come, let us adore him. We have a choice this Christmas and every day who we will adore and who we will worship. I promise if you don't worship Jesus, you do worship something. There is something in your life that takes over and you worship it. But this Christmas, Jesus is crying out to us. Oh, come, let us. Him. As we look at the stable and the animals and Mary and Joseph, the innkeeper, the shepherds, surely on this night they knew only they had one thing to do, and that was to adore the king. They maybe didn't understand it, but their hearts were full of worship. The silence was broken by a newborn baby's cry. And Samuel has been so good not to cry. So you should give Samuel a round of applause. Can you say yes? Yeah. Say hello, everybody. What do you think? Oh, come let us adore him. And that is my prayer this Christmas, is that we adore the King of Kings. I'm gonna pass off the baby. Oh, come, let us adore him. We've been lighting the candles of Advent. And tonight we light the center candle, which represents Jesus has come. He's come. And we have reason to worship. We have reason to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We have reason to stand with those for generations ahead of us who came to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The silence is broken forever and ever by the cry of a newborn baby. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Kaylin, I'm going to ask you to light your candle. My children love that I pick on them. And share that with everybody. Would you stand? And we are going to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The worship team is coming back up. As we close out tonight with the 
cry of our heart of joy to the world because who has come? The Lord has come. We get to worship tonight because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lord has come. And because of that, it changed everything. It changed everything. If you don't know Jesus, what a perfect opportunity for you on this Christmas, for you to invite him into your heart and allow him to be the King of King and Lord of Lord, for you to allow him to be what you worship. It's in these moments when we sing and we worship that we know who we adore. Who is it tonight that you adore? On this Christmas, let's worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. In heaven and nature sing. In heaven and nature sing. In heaven, heaven, nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ While fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains Repeat the sounding joy Repeat the sounding joy Repeat, repeat the sounding joy No more the sins and sorrows grow nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow. For as the curse is found, for as the curse is found, for as, for as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace. And makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love, and wonders of his love, and wonders, wonders of his love. Joy to sing in heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world. He has come. Joy to the world. He has come. And we get to leave this place and celebrate Christmas because the Savior of the world came into our messy, very dirty lives so that we could have life and have it abundantly. You have a light and you can share that light of Jesus with someone else this Christmas season. 
And from here and my family to yours, I wish you a very Merry Christmas. Tonight, my prayer is that you go and you celebrate this Jesus, that he is worthy of our adoration and our worship. May the God of all hope fill you with joy and peace as you learn to trust him so that you can overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to connect with us, please visit our website at thelightkc.org. More information is available in the show notes.